Welcome to episode 463 of Nigeria's longest running business podcast and the only one that is dedicated exclusively to the art of sales and how we can use personal selling techniques to grow our businesses. Basically, how we can expand our businesses and our personal influence by just using simple conversational techniques. These are things that everybody can learn. You don't have to be extremely intelligent. You don't have to be a guru. You don't need any advanced tech to achieve um, some of these simple uh, conversational techniques that we talk about over here. At the last recording, I made a summary of uh, a session that I just handled recently in Abuja in conjunction with the Avon Tech Hub. And Avon is spelled A-I-I-V-O-N. Again, that's A double I V O N. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the name correctly though. So if you head online, you'll get to see more about the Avon um, business hub or tech hub. And uh, that will also give you a flavor of the uh, kind of um, business associations or business support that we have over here in the entrepreneurial community in Abuja. But next also, sorry, Avon also has um, branches or rather offices in Makudi, Benue State, and in Lagos as well. So just head online and you'll get to learn some more about the outfit. So on the 9th of September, uh, which was last week, as at the time of this uh, podcast um, dropping, I um, facilitated a um, business development session with them, and it was the NEST project business development session. NEST is N-E-S-T. It's also something you can Google again or check Avon out on their Instagram handle and then you're going to get the details. Or you can just listen to yesterday's recording and you'll get um, the full gist of what we discussed over with the cohort. Now, um, today's podcast recording is also slightly related, well, directly related to the NEST um, project business development session. Because I'd like to take not just this episode, but a couple more episodes, maybe four or five, to address a couple of questions that we weren't able to get to. Because what was supposed to be a one-hour session exploring what business development is and what stakeholder management is turned out to be a two-hour session. And so I'm making these extra episodes just as um, support material for them. And also so that those of you who've been regular listeners over here on the podcast get to share um, in the goodness that um, could have happened if we were able to um, extend the session. So today's question that I'm going to look at, or rather one of the questions that um, one of the cohorts sent before the session started was on what marketing channels would be best for the person to... um, what marketing channels would be best for the person based on their own products or services. Now, this would have been the perfect question to address while the session was going on because the question has one assumption and the assumption being that the uh, marketing channels that um, work best for you depend on your product or depend on your services. And yes, that is absolutely uh, correct. Well, most of the time that's correct anyway. Um, Some people also like to say, depending on your personality type and all that, but I don't like going into all those um, personal um, variables because I believe that uh, sales and marketing, um, sorry, success in uh, sales and marketing uh, don't have to be personality dependent. 
So yes, um, it would have been nice to tackle this question live where we would have gotten some more details about this person's particular product or services and then um, it would have been very concrete instance about how to take principles that we discuss over here on the podcast related to sales and sometimes marketing and see how they apply. So um, yes, like I mentioned, that person was correct uh, that the best marketing channels or the most optimum marketing channels usually are product and industry um, specific. Now in the traditional sales cycle, part of the traditional sales cycle is the um, prospecting, is your prospecting activities. And prospecting is the part of the sales cycle where we're trying to figure out where can I find interested people to talk to. So again, that is prospecting. P-R-O-S-P-E-C-T-I-N-G. And the whole focus of the prospecting stage is to figure out where can I find interested people to talk to. So um, just as an example, I'm going to limit it to this particular um, aspect of the um, traditional sales cycle. So yes, even though I'm talking about traditional sales cycle, sales is subsumed as part of marketing activities. And you'll find that the ideas that we discuss here um, also can be regarded as traditional marketing activities um, as well. Because, of course, marketers are also looking for uh, people who they can talk to. It's just that traditionally, the salesperson is usually having one-on-one conversations with folks, while the marketing uh, professional is much more concerned about broadcasting messages um, across the market. So marketing is usually one-to-many, you know, one-to-a-hundred, one-to-a-thousand, one-to-a-million. You know, if you have that kind of budget, let's say you're Procter & Gamble, for instance, or you're Unilever, and then you can advertise on TV. And then sales is usually um, the one-on-one. So for those of us in the event and the um, wedding space, you know, that's the kind of marketing that we're used to, really. Showing up at um, wedding fairs or networking sessions and then talking to one kind of person, or sorry, one person um, directly or a group of people. So for wedding photographers, you know, you're used to talking to the bride uh, and the groom and the same with the wedding planner. Okay, so back to where I was. Um, Yeah, so the traditional sales cycle, um, the first step, prospecting, looking for interested people to talk to. And um, that's going to depend, just like we said at the top of the um, show today, that will depend on your product or your services. Now, the part of the cohort uh, included someone in the recruitment and outsourcing um, space. And so those were some of the ideas that we explored during the podcast about how um, people in the recruitment and the outsourcing space, they're okay with using flyers in person. Um, yeah, for some reason, I don't know why. I don't think that that's an optimum use of their time. But people in the recruitment space, at least in Abuja anyway, and in some parts of Lagos, they have no problem going around malls, handing out flyers and things like that. So they can hand out flyers in person. Uh, they can attend trade fairs. They can also do online advertising, whether it's... Um, um, Instagram or Facebook or uh, Google, um, they can use all those sorts of avenues to look for people who could possibly need their services, outsourcing services or um, recruitment services or um, uh, what's the other word, um, you know, logistic support and um, all that kind of jazz. So they can do flyers in person, they can do trade fairs, they can do online advertising, etc., etc. Now there was another person of the group who was in legal services 
and unfortunately for legal people in legal services they have to do much more traditional in-person avenues and that's because um, lawyers are um, restricted from advertising so they can't advertise in newspapers they can't advertise on tv those are limitations that have been placed by um the uh what's it called in nigeria there's the mba the nigerian bar association which has an ethics committee or is it a professional professional and ethics committee or something like that so those um restrictions have been placed and it's the same in the united kingdom i think it used to be the case in america but people are finding workarounds to that and the whole idea basically is that um e I guess um, lawyers wanted to maintain a certain level of um, professional decorum, which you wouldn't have if you have lawyers running around capping hand, um, trying to uh, beg for customers like other people do. So I guess it's about trying to maintain a certain level of dignity and professionalism. Now, because of these restrictions, people who are in legal services cannot advertise online. You can't do the Google thing. You can't do the um, Instagram ads. You can't advertise on TV, you can't advertise in, uh, on radio, you can't hand out flyers in person. And um, if you're going to attend a trade fair, you would have to do so in a personal capacity and not because your firm was to go and take a booth. So you can see how um, some, you can see how, uh, some avenues for uh, marketing, some marketing channels, which would work if you were in recruitment or outsourcing or logistic support is not going to work if you're in legal services. So lawyers, financial service professionals, people like that, they're stuck with much more traditional in-person avenues. So they have to attend lots of networking um, sessions. They have to attend lots of um, uh, MBA meetings for lawyers, uh, ICANN meetings for accountants. Um, what else? Uh, what other body is there? Uh, okay, doctors have the... Um, I know there's a medical association, I just can't remember what it is uh, that it's called. Um, so they have to attend networking sessions, all these professional conferences. Um, what else? Chamber of Commerce, you could attend uh, Chamber of Commerce meetings, register in local associations, other trade associations, stuff like that. So if you are in recruitment, outsourcing, logistic support, um, travel consultancy, whatever, you can hand out flyers, uh, you can do online advertising, but if you're in legal services, then legal services, doctors, accountants, people in um, certain uh, financial services, then you're stuck with the much more um, traditional um, avenues. So this is just an example about how uh, the assumption in the question is correct, that based on your product or your services, the marketing channels available to you will, um, will change. So um, yeah, the question was correct. There's no one size fits all here. So it's something that would have to address on a um, on a case by case uh, basis. So if you're interested in what you've heard so far and you want to hear some more of the details of the things that we discussed about on the 9th of September at the Avon Tech Hub with people who were uh, the cohort of the Nest Project Business Development Session, then after you're done with this, just skip back one episode. Um, a warning, it's fairly long because that's a, a 30 minute recording. And of course, it has to be long because this is a summary of a two-hour session. And uh, you'll be able to get some more um, details there. So thank you very much for listening to today's um, recording. I'll catch you guys at the next episode. Thank you very much for your time and attention. 
if you find um, the content here valuable, then please uh, give us a rating, uh, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And then also share with your friends, family members and associates, basically anyone who you think needs to hear this kind of information about how to best um, grow their business and their sphere of personal um, influence. So thank you very much for listening. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.